What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. J.T. DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, Silk as always, to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and live in the high-altitude, high-performance life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you, of course, as always, by flywithjt.com. That's flywithjt.com, where you can download a a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything we're doing in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road. Today, I want to take a little bit of a divergent tack, if you will, on the conversations. And we're going to talk, this is definitely an entrepreneur conversation. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship, but a different way of building your enterprise. You've probably heard the term minimalist or minimalism before. And a lot of times if you do a Google search and try to figure out what that word really means, you'll come up with a couple of different variations. One is the political stance. People take sort of a minimalist approach to to politics, meaning there's less government involved, less politicians involved. Uh, Or maybe it's the art form. There's a whole minimalist art form, minimalism. And then, of course, there's the lifestyle. You've probably heard this more assigned to the term minimalist. People that live a minimalist lifestyle typically, according to the definition, have fewer than 100 possessions, right? They don't have a whole lot of stuff, uh, you know, living their life. And it's, and it's kind of an interesting way of thinking about how we can build success in business and life, this whole concept of being kind of stripped down. And it's not necessarily that you have to be a minimalist and, you know, sort of live a Spartan lifestyle. But the psychology behind how we build a business is extremely important. To be a high performer, to have a high performance business in life means being able to streamline things. I mean, if you look at somebody who who lives a minimalist lifestyle, typically speaking, they're pretty happy people, right? They're not encumbered by having to have six television sets and, you know, four or five couches and all the kind of doodads and trappings that a lot of people fall into, especially in the Western world, constantly feeling like we need 19 watches and 52 handbags, right? (laughs) Nothing wrong with those things, but it's just a different approach because psychologically now we can sort of get to the core and to the meat. We get straight down to the DNA of what it takes to be successful in business and life. And I can tell you as an aviator, minimalism is really important, especially as it pertains to the design of an aircraft. Now, granted, if it's got a complex uh, sort of electrical system and navigation system, all those things are awesome. 
But if you look at an aircraft like a, a bi-wing type of airplane that was flown back maybe in the World War I era, it's kind of clumsy and clunky, right? Lots of airfoils and lots of things hanging off of it. But then you look at something like a modern-day fighter jet, and it's sleek, aerodynamic. It's got a bit of a minimalist approach to it because the less drag that you have, the faster and more efficient the aircraft typically will fly. So if we think about it that way, we say, okay, how can we knock the drag off of this thing? How can we make it more sleek, more aerodynamic? Now we've got something that we can use to build a business that goes high, fast, and far. And that is really what this is all about. There's a couple of approaches that we can take, and I think it's important to understand the psychology behind the minimalist approach and the reason I'm sharing this with you. You probably have experienced this either in your own life or perhaps dealing with people that have a tendency to make things more complicated than they have to be. And it's so true when we're building businesses, right? It's as if we feel like we have to sit on another webinar to learn from another guru, one more technique, strategy, tip, whatever it is, one more inside secret to help us get that edge. And granted, there's a lot of great stuff out there. I'm not saying don't go do that. In fact, I personally believe in the self-directed MBA, if you will, right? The ability to go out there and teach yourself and learn from those folks that have been down the path. But if we do too much of that, or if we feel like we have to have too much stuff, we have to you know, go out and acquire a bunch more you know, equipment and, and components and, and apps and all these other things to live a simpler life, all of a sudden what happens is we start encumbering ourselves and our ability to grow and actually act upon what we already have in front of us. I believe there's really four things you need to be concerned about when it comes to building a minimalist business, or more importantly, a minimalist approach to building a big business. Not that you have to have a minimalist business. You can have a grandiose, beautiful business that's huge, a behemoth. And when you take a minimalist approach to it, it'll be that much more efficient. There's four things. The first one I think is pretty straightforward, and that is the more is less, or I should say less is more approach to business. Less is more is that overall belief, kind of uh, you know, thinking in terms of what can I do to get the biggest bang for my buck. There's a great story about founder and brewer Jim Cook. He's the founder of Samuel Adams Brewery. It's the largest sort of craft brewery, uh, I believe, in the world, but certainly in the United States. And Jim's got a great story. He talks about how in the early days, when he was starting to get Samuel Adams off the ground, he lamented to his, his uncle... I need a computer so I can track sales. And his uncle said, well, what do you mean you need a computer to track sales? How many sales do you have? And he said, well, I don't really have any sales, but you know, when I start to get sales, I want to have that computer and be ready for it. And his uncle said, get your butt out there and sell some beer first. And so for like two years, Jim's office was his car, and he held business meetings in bars and pubs and taverns and things like that to sell his beer. And then, of course, the business was flush with cash and built, you know, buying a computer wasn't a big deal. But it was an interesting mentorship point by his, by his uncle to keep the, main picture, the main, keep the main thing kind of the main thing, right? Less is more, especially in the beginning. And initially, Jim Cook said, hey, I feel like I need this computer, which was just one more thing to kind of stand in the way, one more excuse to hold a person back. And how often do we make those excuses thinking, oh, we need more equipment, we need, we need more time, we need more people, we need more funding, we need more research or resources. And perhaps all of those things there's an element of truth to. Perhaps we would excel if we had more time, money, assets, and people. 
if we had more funding, if we had more resources, we could get more done, without a doubt. But what's amazing is that we're actually capable of getting as much done as we can by thinking creatively, thinking outside the box, and being a critical thinkers. Big difference between just sort of going through the motions. The whole less is more approach is extremely valuable, if not wise, when it comes to building a business. The leaner you can run your business, the more profitable it will be for sure, but also the more attractive it will be to other people. Now, they're not necessarily going to see your books, right? They're not going to know, oh, this is a lean machine, but it's the way the entire business will run and sort of present itself. You as the business leader will attract the right kind of team members, the right kind of vendors, the right kind of people that will help run a lean, lean business, but also you'll have that stance and that approach of a leader that's building a less is more type of business, a business that can operate efficiently with maximum output, high performance. The second really phase, it's not even a phase, but the second element to a minimalist approach to entrepreneurship is something that the Navy SEALs teach, and it's called slow is fast. Slow is fast. Now, the Navy SEALs are obviously legendary for their mental toughness and their physical endurance and things like this, but one thing, especially that the counterterrorism groups do, and in fact, all teams are trained to do it, is what they call CQB, close quarters battle. And what that is, is it would look like if uh, you were being held hostage and there were two or three, host- or two or three terrorists in the room or, or captors in the room, a SEAL team would be able to break into one door or multiple doors or windows or whatever and be able to uh, you know, sort of take down the bad guys and save you. And they do it in a lightning flash. Everything is about surprise. Everything is about speed. Everything is about precision. So how do you, be, how do you become precise? How do you become fast? How do you become you know, so, uh, such an effective force that uh, you know, there's really no, there is no peer you have no peers other than other you know, combat special force units. Well, the thing that the SEALs train when it comes to CQB, close quarters combat, is a concept called slow is fast, which means even these guys who are highly qualified, even the most qualified, most deadly commandos in the world, they approach it from a slow motion standpoint. They literally physically walk slow. They practice every single step that they need to take when they breach the door. They practice how to raise their rifle and, and identify the target and the enemy so that they don't shoo, shoot the, uh, the person they're in there to save. It's pretty remarkable the attention to detail that they have. There was an interesting study done on Formula One race teams, uh, particularly on their pit crews. They did two tests to test this whole slow as fast approach. The first test is they told the team, the the pit crew, when the car comes in, go as fast as you can. Go as fast as you can and uh, execute your your particular role. So, of course, the tireman, his job was to zap the tire off. The fuelman, his job was to uh, fuel the the car. Everybody else is in there tweaking the wing and all the other stuff that the the car needed for a typical pit stop. And And they tested it, and they ran several times, and they said, okay, go as fast as you can. And then they timed the teams several times. Then they did a second test. And they said, this time, speed's not the issue. Precision. Be as precise as you can. Be as excellent as you can at what you do. So the team came in. and they were Again, they're trying to go fast. But the issue was not how fast can you go. The issue was how precise can you be. Now, you've got to think they're going to slow down. Right? Because if you want to be precise, especially in a high-speed, high-stakes environment like Formula One racing, it's all about being able to put that uh, you know, drill flush 
onto the nut and take it off the car. Uh, take you know so you can pull the wheel off to be able to put the fuel hose flush on the opening so that it locks down the first time and so they can get the fuel in the car and get the car out of there and so on and so forth. Amazingly, what they found was that the group that moved with more precision was faster than the group that was trying to go as fast as they could. So there's some truth to this. The slow is fast approach to business is important. What it really comes down to is developing good technique, developing a strong work ethic, and an attention to detail. That's, believe it or not, a more minimalist approach to business, but what's amazing about it is now the focus is where it's supposed to be. As opposed to trying to churn things out and crank things out and grind things out and do all these high-performance things that I talk quite a bit about, the slow is fast approach actually develops better performance. So honestly, as tangential as that may sound, I firmly believe that the slow is fast approach that the Navy SEALs and Formula One race teams use is key and essential to our success as entrepreneurs. Very important. Now the third element to a minimalist approach to entrepreneurship is the fake it till you make it thing, but instead what I'm encouraging you to do is don't fake it, just make it. It kind of dovetails nicely with the slow versus fast approach. Slow is fast. Not necessarily traditional thought process, right? And neither is the whole fake it till you make it. A lot of people say fake it till you make it, meaning pretend that you're on top. Act as if you're already the industry leader in all these types of you know, psychological games that people play with themselves. But the psychological gymnastics don't lead to better performance. Sometimes it's just a matter of stopping faking it and just go out there and make it. Make it on your term. Make it as slow as you have to. Make it as ugly as you have to. Just make it. A great example of this is Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Everybody knows Gary, Gary V, as they like to call him. But Gary started off as uh, you know, building a business, um, working in his family's uh, wine business. They had liquor stores throughout New Jersey, and they specialized in wine. And so in an effort to get the message out, he started going into social media. He didn't start off as a social media guru, but he did it very slowly. In fact, if you go back, there's some awesome foot. I used to watch. I used to subscribe to his channel called Wine Library TV. I don't even care for wine. I'm not a wine drinker. But I love to watch how he would describe the pairings of wine and the flavors of wine. I got a lot of just sort of learning about how he approached his business. And he talked a little bit about social media. He taught some good business and entrepreneur lessons. And I, I just was always so fascinated by his authenticity and how raw he was and how he came out. And he did this every single day, it seemed like. I mean, it, I, the pro, the, he was so prolific with his message. And the thing about it was it wasn't perfect it wasn't polished. He had a simple little camera, like a flip camera, if you can even remember what those are. The audio probably wasn't all that great, but it's, I mean, relative to now. But back then, who cared, right? His content was amazing, and his approach to it was amazing. And instead of pretending like he was a big dog, he just went out and did it and became a big dog, so to speak. The point is this. Be you as you are right now. Be authentic. It's one of the most key and essential leadership traits that you'll ever, you know, sort of put into practice. This whole fake it till you make it thing, I think, is completely overblown. I, unfortunately, I just, I, I think it's gotten taken out of, taken out of context far too, uh, for far too long. And unfortunately, some people are leaving the best parts of themselves behind, the parts that actually sell, the parts that people really love, because they're trying to fake it to try to be like somebody else. I understand, like, the nature of it, 
the genesis of that concept was came from a pure place. In fact, it came from a place of trying to help people. Fake it till you make it was an encouraging statement. I remember very early on in my entrepreneurial career, back before the term being an entrepreneur was sexy and cool, right? This whole concept of faking it till you make it uh, made sense, but I think it's sort of run its course. And unfortunately, it's lost a little bit of its steam. So don't fake it till you make it. Be like Gary Vee. Be you, as authentic as you are right now. Grow into your message. Grow into your voice. Grow into your excellence. Grow into that leadership role because that's all you really have to do. Instead of trying to be like somebody else, instead of trying to be the next Gary Vee or the next uh, you know, Richard Branson or whomever it is, just be you. And the last one, this fourth sort of element, if you will, of minimalist approach to entrepreneurship is less show and more go. Now, I, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to love, I still love cars. I love exotic sports cars. Uh, I used to go to hot rod shows a lot. And what would happen is you'd have these guys that have these beautiful cars. They'd be all chromed out. Everything would be glossy and shiny. But they wouldn't even start the engine because the minute they would start the engine, the engine would get hot and make all the little chrome parts start to turn weird colors and things, right? It would lose that shine. And so the term was, yeah, it's a beautiful car, but it's all show and no go. And then you'd see some of the cars that looked beat up, but, man, they were fast. They were loud. And their thing was all go and no show. They weren't necessarily there to be pretty. They were there to be powerful. I think there's a fine line you can draw. I think you can go somewhere in between. But so often, I think entrepreneurs, especially marketers, they try to go down this path of showing off. They'll rent a car or a house to make their marketing video. They'll take a whole bunch of cash out and put it on the bed and act real cool, right? And the whole point is trying to show off. And if you think, like a high-performance car owner, it's less show and more go. It's all about having the horsepower where it counts, having the punch, the power, the speed. And in your business, that's where the focus should be. Your focus should be on your message. Your focus should be on your product. Your focus should be on your clients and your customers. The rest of that stuff will take care of itself. If you want to be known as a guru and an expert and the top of your game, that stuff all comes from earning it. That, all, that stuff all comes from doing good stuff and working with people and getting them results and being committed to that process. One thing I love about the work I do with my clients, I truly love watching them get results. I don't benefit from them building a six- and seven-figure business. It's not like I have a stake in it, right? I don't get a percentage of their business. That's not how I operate. But there's something truly amazing about watching a person transform their life into something they love to do, spend the time as much or as little as they want doing it, and they set their own paycheck. It's very cool to watch. And when I watch people do this, they build their own coaching programs. They, they build their own uh, startups. They you know, kind of go through that phase where they're learning and, and doing new things. That, to me, is so very exciting. And so to watch that process and realize that a lot of it's all about go, 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 and less show, that's the part that's very exciting to watch. In your business, the minimalist approach to entrepreneurship will save you time. It will save you a ton of money. It will save you headaches. And by the way, it's going to save you something more important. The thing I refer to as life force, your energy, that draining energy that takes it out of all of us when we pour our love, our heart, our, you know, our, our guts into what we do. But more importantly, and as important to anything, is it's the, it's the, it's the ability for us to be streamlined, to be aerodynamic in our approach so we can fly high, fast, and far in our businesses and in our lives. And it's really not rocket science. It comes down to those four things. First and foremost, less is more. 
just like Jim Cook when he started uh, Samuel Adams Brewery, right? Less is more. It's about going out and doing the actions that are necessary to move the needle forward in the business. Make those sales. Make those calls. Generate the leads, but more importantly, generate the relationships with those key and essential people. Slow is fast, just like the U.S. Navy SEALs. Develop a strong work ethic. Develop good techniques by going slow in the beginning and then ramping up the speed as you become more proficient and more confident. The third element is don't fake it. Just go out there and make it. Invest more time in putting out great content, putting out great stuff, putting out better products, and less time worrying about sort of showing up and looking like a superstar. Be who you are in the present moment. Be who you are right now. Be authentic. And finally, less show, more go. Just like in the hot rod industry, it's not about how good you look. It's about how fast and how powerful you can be. And really, it's not about anything other than being authentic to yourself, just kind of like we were talking about a moment ago, and investing more of your time, energy, focus, even your money into being awesome at what you do as opposed to looking good. Perform well, and everything else will follow in its place. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern right here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.